Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hump day. Happy Wednesday. Downhill slide to the weekend. Actually, the uphill slide is still a downhill slide with the weight of the news. I'm so confused with what you just said. (laughs) The uphill is down in the downhill. I'm just saying it's all a downhill slide with the news every day of the week. It is. A lot of stuff going on. But have you noticed, Bill, if you look at the different news sites, uh, what is a big story like the day before yesterday, they fall off. They become nothing uh, two days later. Our attention span is so limited right now because of the way the media presents the news to us that we really can't follow what's going on. I mean, we hear very little in the news right now about what's happening in the Ukraine. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about China having their own border problems. Uh, They're bringing out the howitzers there. Apparently, what is it? What's the, uh, well, it's, is it the Uyghurs uh, or, uh, uh, I don't uh, know what the story is, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. Yeah. Su- what is it? Uh, Myanmar or Myanmar, Myanmar. whatever. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, they, they've had a constant problem there and it's, it's revving up. So they got a border problem, you know, and, but we don't, but I'll bet you they that. take care of theirs a lot different than we take care of ours. I'll bet yeah. you they value their border in China. Yeah, that's why they're bringing out the howitzers. They're going, yeah, the hell with that. You're not going to cross that gonna, border. You know, you're not going to see that happening. I was just reading where the San Diego airport right now is filled with illegals because they have no oh, yeah, place to home. put them. Yeah, yeah it, it's home. Yeah. Can you imagine flying into San Francisco? You know, the city by the bay. And you got, oh. you know, the bums by the bay, too. Well, I mean, even San Diego. San Diego is a beautiful city. Uh, you, some no people, more. some people go there, or they used to go there to vacation, and now it's like, uh, I mean, you get into the airport and it's filled with these strangers who nobody knows who they are. I mean, would you put your, if you were a woman, would you put your purse down for a second while you while you tied your shoes without having it strapped to your waist? Well, I'd watch where I stepped as I went through any place like that that's yeah. got all these vagrants there because you know what they're going to be doing on the ground, and it's like a dog in the well, yard. Forget you know, it. you one got of a the problem. Good, one of the good things about airports is they have restrooms. So, in, you know, they they can use the restrooms. But, I mean, even that, you don't know who you're dealing with anymore. You don't know whether these people are criminals who've come across the border. Yeah. And there's a lot of them here. You know that. You go into a restroom, the doors are closed, nobody can see, and what they do to you in there is between, I yep. guess, you, them, and God. Yep. And, and that's not uh, that's not a good, pretty picture, uh, the way I look at it. It is so. a matter of fact that these countries emptied out their prisons and told them, if you want to stay out, go north. And so they yeah. did. And this, this, um, this government of ours, this administration, they encouraged it. They encourage, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can you can talk about it was the humane thing. No, no, no. This is not about humanity. We take care. We're a very humane country, maybe the most humane country in the world, and that was before you opened the borders. But right now, we, we're not humane. We are acting insane when it comes to our borders, thanks to Joe Biden. We're letting these people in. Uh, we don't know where they're going. We don't know who well, they here's are. here's my question. Is he that stupid, or is this a planned destruction of America? Let's crash you, our you borders. You just hit it on the head. I, I was just going to say, Bill, that in my opinion, this is all intentional. 
you can't do what they're doing without doing it with intent, and they are. Yeah, Bidenomics, Granite City Steel shuts down plant in Illinois after it was reopened under Donald J. Trump. Yeah, I read so that. So Trump opened it up, and Biden goes, yeah, we, we don't need to be producing steel. Just like he said, nah, we don't need to be in the oil business. Now, it's funny. I was driving home from the dentist yesterday. I had a, a cap that came loose, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got caps? Yeah, I do. But either way, <laughs> I'm driving along, and I see this this truck going along with the flashers, and it was this big private luxury boat that had just been built and being taken off to whoever owns it anywhere. I said, well, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, yeah. And then it, it dawned on me. You know, we talk about California. They said, yeah, trucks in the next few years have to be all electric. And we're talking to big semis. Right. They can't gear it and make it up the hill with an electric engine. They can do the box trucks, but not the big semis. But no, California still got to do it. So that's new technology in the motors. Um, and we have to go electric with the cars because whether we're ready or not, Joe has turned off the spigot to the gas that we can produce. And by all practical purposes, we're at a level right now where it's probably cleaner than the electric. But then I was sitting there going, hmm, that's about a million five, million eight boat. Scabout got some big diesel engines. Diesel. So, you know, somebody just paid a million eight for a boat that theoretically, I I haven't heard them say it, is going to have to have electric engines. It doesn't surprise me. I, I, would, uh, how are you, I, I would think, uh, you know, Bill, when you were talking about uh, trucks and going uphill and electric, the more load you put on these engines, right, the more drain on the batteries, the more it requires to go up the hill. I mean, if you have a truck full of, uh, of stuff and you're going up a hill and you, you put more, like I said, more stress on, on the motor, the motor has to work well, harder. The harder it works, the more it, it draws off your batteries. I mean, how much... I'm thinking of, let's say you're driving through the Rocky Mountains in a, in a truck, up and down, up and down mountains. How long are these batteries going to last going across uh, these difficult places? Well, here's a thought for you. Um, Joe and his family, they've had money dealings with China. True. Yep, absolutely. Okay. okay, the Chinese government has been into uh, little known to a lot of Americans critical metal, met, uh, critical metals, mm-hmm. and uh, you know things like that. Right now, it, it it's a thing we do have them here, but not the abundance that China has, and China doesn't have the abundance, thank God, of Australia. Now that goes into the making of magnets. That goes into the metals that are used on stealth planes and new modern fighter jets. In missiles that uh, ballistic missiles that can fly across the ocean and blow your uh, opponent up, uh, it's critical. And the newer electric cars are going to need these metals, which we don't even know that the abundant supply is going to be enough to make all those engines that have to be made. But China's got the uh, got the lead on that. Gee. We go all electric, and we give up the one thing that we do have a lead on that we've been, you know, under Democratic rule for years, been giving up. We take it back. We give it up. We take it back, and that's fossil fuel. what family has been taking money from the Chinese for years, been on their payroll 
four years. That's not speculation. That's a matter of fact. What what well, family has been on on the uh, Chinese dole? Biden, Biden, and, and that's my point. Critical metals are going to be critical for critical as well as critical metals for the future if we're going to go down this electric path. Which I'm going. I don't think we're there yet, and yet we're going to cut off the pipeline and force ourselves there and force uh, force ourselves at the feet of Z in China to say, we need your help. And they've already said they're not going to share what they, they used to share it. Now they don't want to share it. It's theirs, theirs, and all theirs. It, it, we've sold out to China under Yeah, yeah that, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, if you saw him at the um, their recent meeting on the West Coast, uh, you know, Biden was like his puppy dog. Biden, oof, oof. our yeah. president... It showed no strength. He was uh, when I mean there was one video I saw it where uh, Z is uh, sitting down. He's in a chair and he looks over at Biden and he summons him and Biden scurries from his chair like a lap dog over to mm. uh, to Z. I mean, this is the leader of quote the free world being summoned by the uh, you know the communist Chinese ruler. This is not how it's supposed to be, my friends. Not the way it's supposed to be at all. You know, we were talking about the border a few minutes ago, getting back to the border for a second. Mm. I want to play you a cut. This was on Stuart Varney's show on Fox Business yesterday. Listen to this. Stuart, we have new numbers, a new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is $451 billion. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known Godaways. Did you hear that? $451 billion. This is all new expenditures that we as a people have got to pay. This is not this is not like something that was in the Trump administration in the Obama administration. This is new stuff. This is to right. pay for all these illegals that we're shipping around the country and feeding and housing 451 billion dollars. This is not from a newspaper. This is not from some independent source. This is the House Committee on Homeland Security. It's their figures. $451 billion. When you vote for Biden, when you vote for Biden, I want you to think about that figure. It's coming out of your pocket, your kids' pockets, everybody in your family, your neighbors' park pockets. It's coming out of their pockets, and it, it shouldn't be anything that we have to pay. It's an expenditure that isn't necessary. Uh, well, you know, it just, it, it, I find that amazing that we can. We can allow this to happen to our country, and nothing, nothing has uh, 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 happened to stop it. Nobody has, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a little tired of the rhetoric from the politicians in, in Washington. E even the ones that are, quote, on our side, oh, they're talking about what they're going to do and when they're going to do it and who they're going yeah, to do it to. shut up and do it. Absolutely. It, this is... This is this is beyond talk. Now it's time for action. I, I got a an audio piece, Bill, from uh, a gentleman named Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, some people right. 
a lot of people know who he is. He's a contributor on uh, Fox News. He also does a, a lot of uh, segments on Newsmax. They they pick this man because he's a conservative thinker. He's a guy who has paid attention to our society for all of his adult life. You may say, well, what's so special about him? Well, he's a doctorate. He's got his doctorate. He's taught at Stanford. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. a liberal, a great university, but a basically liberal university. Uh, university of California, Berkeley. He taught there. He taught at Annapolis. The guy has been around. The guy is a smart, intelligent guy who doesn't get flustered too much by people. He's been in debates. Right. I've seen him in debates. You know how some guys get irritated? You can see that Victor Davis Hanson just thinks. He thinks and he has the facts. And what he does in this segment here, it's a little long, but I want you to listen to this, folks, because he says a lot of important stuff. This is stuff you got to hear. This is about what's going to happen between now and the election. He warns us that we're in a dangerous year. We're in a dangerous year. This coming year is not going to be a normal year. We have a presidency coming up where the leading candidate right now, generally the leading candidate, not the leading Republican, not the leading Democrat, the leading candidate right now is Donald Trump, the conservative former president. And the left is desperate. The left is desperate. And don't you think for one second that the left will stop at something. They will stop at At nothing nothing. to keep him out. Uh, So if you got a few minutes, folks, Bill, if you want to go get some coffee, my friend, now would be a good time. But you should listen to this because. Well, I'm going to listen. I'll crank up the monitors if I go get coffee. Yep. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson on A Warning to America for 2024. They look at Trump as a vampire and they put a stake in his heart, but they're afraid that that stake could come out any time, that he's undying, and they're afraid of him. They are terrified of him. You know why they're terrified of him? Because they think he's smarter this time and he has just cause to really get angry because of what they did to him. They can write all of the Atlantic Monthly and they can write all the New Yorker clever little essays about Donald Trump was a threat to democracy or they can write all their little Molly Ball time essays, how clever and brilliant they were with their cabals and their conspiracies to get rid of them. But deep down inside, they know that if the right ever did that to Barack Obama or Joe Biden, they could have really made something out of the fact that Barack Obama had a hot mic expose where he told the president of Russia, you tell Vladimir that I will be flexible on missile defense. That's the security of the United States of America. If he gives me space in my last election and Putin did do that, that's an impeachable offense if a phone call to Ukraine is. So they understand that, that the right could have done that to them. And they understand now the right probably will do that to them for their own survival. And they are scared. They're saying that if a mega candidate wins and they win the House and the Senate, we're cooked because they're going to get special prosecutors and they're going to go after the Biden family like they've never gone after anybody. And they're going to find stuff because we know Joe is crooked. And then they're going to go after Mary Garland, and they're going to go after Mayorkas, and they're not going to stop. And that's why they're scared. And they're going to do any. Everybody thinks that the danger passed. They got what they wanted. No, 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 no. You're never going to see anything like what they're going to do in 2024. 
all of this could have been reconciled. All they had to do was say Donald Trump should not be president if that's what they believe. And we're not going to do any lawfare. We're not going to try to change the voting laws. We're not going to pack the court. We're not going to let in two states. We're not going to try to abolish the Senate filibuster. We're not going to try to change the uh, voting ID laws. We're just going to play under the, under the rules that we have. We don't need $419 million by Mark Zuckerberg infused. We don't need Sam Bankman freed the crook giving us $100 million. We're not going to go under the radar with George. So we're just going to show you, the American people, how we think Donald Trump should not be president. And we'll have a fair And they can't do that. They don't trust themselves. They think, you know what? Anybody in his right mind would close that border right now. Close the border. Anybody in his right mind would recall all of those DAs that have destroyed these major cities. Anybody in his right mind would not beg the Saudis or the Venezuelans or the Russians or the Iranians to pump oil on the eve of a midterm or drain the strategic petroleum when you have so much natural gas and oil. In the nobody in their right mind would do that. And nobody in their right mind would ever just pull out of Afghanistan without warning, just so Joe Biden can say that on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 or the original October uh, invasion of Afghanistan, I'm the president that got us out. Nobody would do that. And nobody would print $6 trillion when there's a pent-up demand post-COVID lockdown and there's a supply chain disruption. And throw that money without any audit or ex examination of who got it and why and how it was spent, but to inflate the economy and ruin it. Nobody would do that. And so they know that, and they know that they can't take that record to the American people. They have a deductive mind because they're ideologue. So they start with a premise that we're for social justice and for equity of result. And so we're moral, morally superior and smarter than anybody else. And therefore, we are entitled to do things that other people don't do. And so if under the cover of COVID and frightening people about COVID, we can change all the voting laws so that 30% instead of voting absentee and early voting shall become 70% in most states with very little audit of the level necessary to authenticate most ballots. They just do all this stuff because they start with the deductive principle. We are better. This is the vision and therefore the following must happen. And if things don't fit the narrative, then they go after the person. They censor it. They, that's how they work. And if you keep that in mind, then everybody makes sense. And what I'm saying is they go on from one lie to the next. So everybody now knows that Donald Trump, we just discussed it, was impeached for things that Joe Biden got away with. Okay, everybody knows the laptop was authentic. Everybody knows that now. Everybody knows that it would have made a big difference on that debate when Donald Trump said it was. And Joe Biden said, no, 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 51 authorities. Everybody knew that Dushinko and Charles or whatever his name, Dolan, and Christopher Steele were frauds, and especially Glenn Simpson, and that Hillary Clinton took over an old never-Trumper file in 
inflated it with a million bucks, got the FBI on it to hire Christopher Steele as a consultant informant, hid her so-called legal expenses, and she was fined and cited for that violation through Perkins Coe, Fusion GPS, DNC, and that that file was fraudulent. It was made up. I said that from the first time I saw it. Everything in it was false, and yet we wasted 22 months and $40 million to know it was obvious. No apology. In fact, not only no apologies, they got Pulitzer Prize winners, some of the reporters. Every time they give these monstrous lies, there's no apologies. They just, and, they, and why should they? Because in their way, they're just narratives. They're postmodern, Foucauldian, Lacan, Derrida, Narada narratives. They were useful. So that's what they look back. Well, they were useful at the time because when we went through the Mueller investigation, when we went through the laptop, we crippled Donald Trump and therefore we were able to stop him. We had anonymous, anonymous. He was burrowed deep into the Homeland Security. He was a minor official, but we said he was one of the major operatives in the Trump administration. We lied. And then we printed his op-ed because it did what it was supposed to do. It weakened this right-wing agenda, so they think. And we got Admiral McRaven, and he came in and wrote an op-ed and said Trump should leave the sooner the better. And then we got all of the four stars, McCaffrey, McChrystal, all of them to say that Trump was Hitler, that he was Mussolini, that he was a liar, that he was danger. We got Mark Milley to call the Chinese. We did all of this. And yes, we do not want this to be done to us. If right now a retired four-star general says that Joe Biden is senile or he's dangerous or the Afghanistan is a disaster and he should be removed sooner or later, or his weaponization of the DOJ or the FBI is Mussolini-like, or his hounding of individual people at school boards, or the way he conducted the Mar-a-Lago raid is remnant of, it's Nazi-like, and I'm just quoting from what they've said. You know what's gonna happen to those people? You're gonna get Merrick Garland to call up the Pentagon, and they're all gonna be slapped with a Code 88, Uniform Code of Military Justice, and they're going to be court-martialed for disparaging the commander-in-chief. Trust me, they would in two seconds, and that's not going to happen. First, they're not going to say anything because they're not equally going to apply their standards of correct right. behavior on the part of the... And second all, they're going to say something with Donald Trump because they know that, that the media and the Pentagon are not going to do anything to them. Now, oh man, they would, they would destroy them if they ever criticize the commander-in-chief. They would go after him like you wouldn't believe, and they know that. And so what we're talking about, I guess, to sum up and end this, they understand deterrence. They are saying to the American people, we are SOBs. We're capable of everything and anything. Now, which side do you want to be on? Because if you're on our side, you can do what Hunter Biden is. There's no consequences. If you want to say that the voting machines are crooked like Jill Stein, go ahead. She did in 2016. If you want to be Barbara Boxer and 32 Democrats and say, you know what? We're not going to certify the Ohio count and hold up the whole election. We're going to try to do that. Don't worry. They got it. They did it in 2004. If you're Al Gore and the registrar and the attorney general says, well, the votes have been counted and they have been certified in Florida. Oh, no, we're going to sue. We're going to sue and hold up the entire election for a month. And so you can do all of that as long as you're on our side. But if you don't 
don't do that and you want to go on the other side, then you're going to be in big trouble. And that's that's the message that they're trying to say. That's what we're really getting down to. Join the winning side. It's sort of like in the Soviet Union. If you're part of the nomenclature and you join the party, you're exempt. If you're not, well, you're on your own. People say to me, oh, you're an academic and you spent your whole life. How did you deal with those 94% of all academics are left wing? And I'm just using that percentage because that's a percentage of those who give money to political right. campaigns. 94% go to left wing or democratic causes. And then they said, why are they so left wing? Is it they have tenure? They're exempt from the worrying about losing their job. They have guaranteed step increases. They have a nine month work year. Is it because they teach their one or two classes a semester? What is it that makes them, are they idealistic? Because they deal with words or I did I said, no, 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 no. They understand with, if you want to get tenure and you want to be promoted and you want to be liked, you just parrot the majority cause. If it paid better, they'd be fascist. Wow. If it paid better, they would be fascist. Victor Davis Hanson. And uh, essentially what he was saying was, uh, uh, it was a reminder of how the far left went to stop Trump the last time and, right. and people should be prepared prepared for him to do for them to do the same thing if not more this well, time well they have they have to now think about this what are not, uh trump's polling numbers right now in the 60s i believe i think 68, he's like 70% yeah. Yeah. yeah i've seen some as high as 75% it doesn't right. surprise me now let's just take that number and imagine if you will there was no negative news out there all these stories and a lot of these things hit like mud thrown against the wall or something else thrown against the wall, they're hoping for stuff to stick. Now, the stuff that's stuck has hurt him, obviously, but he's at 68%, 75% with everything they've thrown at him. Where would his numbers be right now if they threw nothing at him? If this I, I, was a, I was listening to a uh, talk show yesterday afternoon, and uh, I heard a guy call up, supposedly from South Carolina, and he said, well, you saw Trump over the weekend. He went to that football game and got booed. I, I no, saw, that's I saw not the what video. happened. I, I, I saw the video. I saw the video. He got a standing ovation for two minutes at least, cheering, and then they started chanting, USA, USA, USA. But what, the reason why I mention it is because the left will stop at nothing. They will try to change events. The narratives. The narratives. This guy, he called the talk show. We don't know who he was. He could have been an operative from the other side. But his whole purpose was to call and to create the idea in the minds of Trump supporters that... Deception. Yeah, his support is waning. It wasn't waning. It was phenomenal. You saw him also... The week before last, he went to that mixed martial arts uh, fight, uh, and it was just loud cheering for, for like five or ten minutes. It just went on forever. Yeah. The point is, if you believe in Trump, don't listen to the other side because they're throwing crap against the wall. Cheer louder. Cheer, cheer stronger. Uh, I was going to make a point, but uh, since you brought up uh, you know, how the left is throwing stuff, and the, the media wants to change the narrative. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the pictures that were out there and the story of the ghost buses yeah. that showed up in January 6th. Yeah. 
Now, the headlines are apparently that story, you know, not only hit a, a, you know, struck a chord with America where, wait a minute, what the hell are we talking about, Ghost? What, what's this? Mm-hmm. So the media has to chime in because it hit a nerve with the left. So now it is, you know, can you believe the weird conspiracy story that's out there, Ghost Bosses? Oh, come on. How about the pictures of conspiracy? them? How about the well, pictures of the Well, they're not talking the about that. It's all conspiracy. It's they're gonna they'll come up with a story for those buses. Believe you me, they will they will come up with a way to say that oh, it's all fake. Uh, they're they're going after uh, Maria Bartiroma, who uh, asked if Obama was still in charge, which people have muddled that under you know newsflash to the left. Even the left has said, yeah, Obama's still in charge. He's still the president. You know, in what his was pajamas that because yeah. he said so. He he said the ideal situation would be for me to call the shots from my my uh, game room in my sweats into an earpiece and not have to uh, be out there in the public. Well, that's what he's doing now. A lot of people think he's calling his shots for uh, this guy. Biden is he's a vacant parking lot. This guy is so confused. For him to have a long cognitive thought is would be an achievement right now. He's just not uh, he's not thinking clearly. And the other thing is this: the left they don't they would put out a gorilla if uh, the guy could listen into an earpiece and mimic, because that's what this guy is doing right now. I mean, Biden used to stand for when he was more with it. He used to stand for a lot of conservative kind of things. He he really was a different kind of a politician. He believed in closed borders at one time. He believed in so many things that were different. But somewhere along the line toward the end of his life, they must have said, Joe, you're running out of road. You're running well, you know, out of you road. Want- you're running out of road and you're not going to be president if you don't follow our directions. You follow our directions. You follow what we tell you to do. You might be president. And he made a pact with the devil. He made he a sure pact did. with the devil. Yeah, he did. You know, I, I was thinking about it, though. You know, with all the negativities that they throw out there, you got to believe that even some of your crazy left people have got to sit there and go, you know, if I wanted to be objective, nah, I don't want to do that because here's the problem with that. If they open up the door to a little bit of objectivity, all of a sudden their whole party is corrupt. Mm-hmm. And they can't tolerate, they can't believe it is easier to go along with that narrative than to accept the fact that they are marching to the beat of a corrupt drum. So it's easier to take the story, you know, if you're one of those, you know, Kool Aid drinking left. And that's what you're doing. You're drinking, you know, the Kool Aid that is given to the media to, you know, filter down to the public. And why is the media doing it? Well, you know, number one, just like in Canada, they're bought and paid for. Now, Canada does it with tax incentives and whatnot. They vet their media. And if you don't believe it, go up and ask somebody. I heard it straight from a media person's mouth on radio when I was driving my five-hour trip. And I said, I'll listen to some Canadian stations. And, you know, there were a bunch of uh, conservative broadcasters talking, going, yeah, we're not a member of the club because – we didn't get our news vetted, you know, through them and take the stories. And then, yeah, 
the, well, the media gets money, and that's that's why they don't. Some of those believe me. Our news sources. I think of Canada sometimes as a testing ground for stuff they're going to try to sell here. If it hasn't already started here, uh, expect it soon. But I do think, Bill, that it has started here. Maybe oh, not has. in maybe not in the overt way that it's it's happening in Canada, but it's happening. They're well, controlling you know, the media. I got I got a question for you. I mean, it's obvious though that some of these stories. I mean, we we look back. And the story was handed down by Hillary and whatnot, and they just—they didn't do it for nothing. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. There had right. to be some incentive for them sure. to take a lie and spin it and say it's the truth. Gee, in our days in radio, if somebody came along and said, this is a hit record. Can you spin it? Well, what's in it for me? Oh, well, here you go. Here's a few bucks. You want a car? You want those nice Yeah, it was called shoes? payola, right? <laughs> yeah, so is this not newsola? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, isn't that a federal offense? By the way, did you hear, by the way, this this is, we have so many things to talk about, friends. Um, you know Pizzagate in Washington, D.C., yeah. the pedophilia story? Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. For the longest time, the left said, that's ridiculous. That's, well, now it's starting to break that it was actually kind of truthful. And a lot of it, if not all of it, did happen. But they tried so desperately to bury the story. It's about it's about uh, uh, many elite members of our government who are involved with uh, uh, pedophilia in D.C. Yeah. And I'm not I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to mention names because I don't have all of the facts. But this Pizzagate story, I would suggest if you don't if you want to know what I'm talking about. Google Pizzagate, Washington, well, D.C., and read up on it, all right? But think about it. If it happened in Washington, can't be the only place. Hell, it's going on in uh, Boston right now. Yeah. Uh, the town of All Life, you know, which is right there around Belmont and all of that. And there's yeah. a big hotel there. You know, and there was a big Chinese ring of the women and its doctors, hey. lawyers, politicians, and they're releasing the names going, well, you caught us. So we're going to give up our clientele. And I, I, the ground was shaken when I left about it because, I, I mean, I could see some rich doctor or lawyer or something like that, and his wife is going, mm-hmm, this house, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> that car, that nice car on the driveway, it's mine. The money in the bank, it's mine, mister. You How about that story up. we had yesterday about a government official who was in charge of education, of, of secondary education, and a government, a U.S. government official, and they arrested him for uh, human trafficking. For child yeah. trafficking. You know what's well, happening every day on the border. See the sound of freedom, really. Yeah, and I, and I and I preached it for before the sound of freedom came out. I preached it for a long time because I saw the numbers. We are the number one importer and trafficker of kids, you know. And when you think about that, go back to with this border thing, the, the buses of kids, kids alone, and the flights of kids and kids alone, and they were taken into buses. And they were bussed off to parts unknown. Well, and you'd see in, stories in about you'd see stories all the time about uh, kids being brought across the border by what people thought were their parents. Come to find out, they were strangers, and the kids didn't even know who these people were. And they were disappeared. That was the term they used. They were disappeared as soon as they got away from custody. You never you saw know, them again. I mean, I was at the park doing a walk last weekend. And, you know, I see the, the, the pictures there of the missing young girls. You know, they just disappeared. Nobody knows where they are. Well, I have a good idea. 
they're probably drugged and in some room somewhere being right. trafficked out because this is something that's been endorsed in our country. Uh, uh, this democracy, uh, we're not so clean about this Phil, stuff. How do we and how do we fix this? Seriously, let's say Trump gets into power. Now you're hearing the left. Many on the left are afraid of what's going to happen if Trump gets into power. Justice. Mm -hmm. They're afraid well, that Trump is going to bring the hammer down on them, and I think he should. But do you think here's that, your problem? Wait, do you think that it's going to be um, as, as all-encompassing as it should be? Should are we going to get all the bad guys, and are they all going to face the justice they deserve, or do you think uh, it, it's going to be one of these things where he gets in and he turns his back, so to speak, uh, and and it starts? Let's look ahead, not back. I think you have to well, look back. You have to look back, but is he going to be given the chance? Because here's what I'm thinking for the ramifications. You know, I know this country is dirty. It's dirty as all hell. But that doesn't mean other countries are clean. They're dirty, too. Oh, something going on. Most of them have a lot dirtier, Bill. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to bring it down, you've got to bring down all the players, not just our players. And... A lot of these players are in power. And when the ship starts sinking, the rats start fleeing, and they are going to chew their way through anything and anybody that's in their way. In other words, we're worried about war right now because of what's going on, you know, overseas mm -hmm. and, you know, the saber rattling that we got going on with China. Can you imagine if the House of Cards in the U.K., in in Europe and in China and maybe in Russia, I don't know. It's probably going on there too, the Ukraine for sure. And here in the United States and up in Canada and down south, if all of a sudden all these bureaucrats and big high fluting cats all of a sudden get caught with their trousers down, they, you know, what are they going to do in desperate? You know, I mean, you talk about war now. Talk about a global I think, war. I think you're going to see the closer they get to a Trump presidency, I, I think the the more dangerous it's going to be for our country internally. I think there's a good chance we're going to have a terrorist attack, a major terrorist attack, which really might be something that's staged, not really. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that the deep state will stop at nothing to keep this man out but of office. somebody is going to lose their life yes. to save somebody else's hide. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, every day that goes by, I think Trump is a bigger and bigger target. Rhode Island, you know, they had to do what was right. And that was, you know, the, the challenge there was to keep Trump off the ballot, brought on by Republicans, going against oh, yeah, their number right. one candidate. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense Don't unless there's it. something bigger going on. But the judge threw it out. Every time that happens, the target on his back, his forehead, his chest, anywhere. Yeah. Every it's time they can't stop him, quote, legally, yeah. every time they can't stop him in court, it, it gets more dangerous for Trump because they realize we're desperate. we we got to stop this guy. How do we stop yeah. him? I mean, everything that this man does is a chance. You have to ask yourself, why would a guy with all of his resources and all of his privilege put his life on the line every single day you know, I, I get a little tired when I hear the left say, oh, he has such an ego. And let me tell you something. This guy, ego be damned. He he puts himself out there every day in a dangerous situation. You think that he can be totally safe with his security? Not really. 
they can be the best security in the world, but he, he threw himself into a crowd at a football game last weekend, and I was watching the faces on his security. They were, they were a little overwhelmed. Do you know? They were looking over. Oh, they were it was a lot like, overwhelmed, not a little. There oh, wasn't a my little God. It. it was like, holy smokes, what do we do now? And, you know, Trump kept reaching out and shaking hands because the, the man is fearless. Now, he well, doesn't have anything to prove, Bill, to us. He doesn't have well, anything to prove. He, he could have walked away in, in 2020 and said, it was fun, a good run, but I'm going to go relax and play golf. Yeah, the, You know, they paint the picture that he's just uh, a little whiny, you know, rich kid. But no, he's a poor kid. But either way, he's weak and feeble and all yeah. of this stuff, and he's afraid of everything. Yeah, he puts himself, and he's a germaphobe out there in this crowd. Shaking hands. You know, yeah. Shaking hands and doing all this stuff, yeah. putting himself in harm's way. I'm sorry, but if I were, were rich and privileged, to hell with that. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you don't need that. This guy's got it. Some people say his plane is nicer to fly on than Air Force One. Okay? Well, it is. He's got a magnificent, I mean, gold inlaid panels. It's beautiful. Uh, this this airplane he's on every day. He can fly anywhere in the world, eat at the finest restaurants, play in the finest golf courses, meet the meet the most interesting people. He doesn't need this nonsense. Did you see what he was doing with Air Force One, the redesign from the light blue to a nice yeah. bold blue and everything? And it was beautiful. I, it was really beautiful. I said, yeah, you know what? I see where he comes from, the opulence, but he was giving it prestige. You know, some people go, it won't blend in the skies because it's not light oh. blue. It doesn't matter. You know, radar tracks it. Yeah. And the, the, the dark blue, light blue, you know, mm -mm. sorry, that one doesn't fly with me. But either way, it was a beautiful plane. But as soon as they stole the election, I can't have that. That's right. That's a Trump signature. They had to get rid of everything Trump. So that's why they had to say, shut down the oil. That's why they had to say, oh, he opened up some uh, industry here in steel mills. Shut it down. This guy who's in office right now, trust me, he doesn't give a damn about you or your family. Okay? I, you may say, well, you, how can you possibly say that? Well, very simple. I paid attention for two and a half years. If, yeah. if he cared about you and your family and your security, would he, A, open the borders and allow criminals into your backyard he did that would he would he make it more expensive to buy a, a gallon of gasoline for your car it's already expensive one of the things going around right now you may have heard it is a young a young rn a young nurse and she did a, uh, something she went on tiktok and she talked about i, I make a good dollar my husband makes a good dollar and we can't make ends meet. We live in a small, one-level ranch house. We don't overspend. Every, every time we get a paycheck, we go from check to check with maybe two or $300 in our bank account. And she, the lady was crying her eyes out on camera, and she posted this, and it went viral. Everybody's seen this thing. Millions and millions of Americans have watched this video why? Because it strikes a nerve, because there are millions and millions of people who know exactly what she's talking about. Even if you have a pretty good income, it's tough to make ends meet. How about the person who is just getting by? 
they're screwed. This guy Biden, he let me tell you what he how much he cares about people. Mm-hmm. You know, this past year, he was forced legally to acknowledge Navy uh, Hunter Biden's uh, love child. What's his name? Navy London. Maybe yeah, maybe. Joe they were yeah. a beautiful little kid. Beautiful, but, yeah. beautiful little girl. Hey, I bet you there's a stocking filled with. No, good no, stuff that's not that's not going to happen this year. What, See, Cruella la- Jill said no. Last year they had, I think, six stockings on the mantle of the White House for all of their quote grandchildren. There was none for Navy because they didn't acknowledge Navy. The mere fact that she was DNA connected to them, that he was that she was Hunter's child. It was an illegitimate child. We just don't acknowledge that in this household. So they had to acknowledge it this past year legally. So what do they do this year? Do they put the seventh stocking up for little Navy just to, to wish her happy, a Merry Christmas? No, no, no. They took all the stockings off the, off the mantle. Every single stocking. No stockings on the mantle at the White House this year. If we have to acknowledge her, then we're acknowledging nobody. That's the kind of people. So kids mean nothing. This guy, these people are trailer. I I hate to use that term because there are some good people who live in trailer parks. I really mean that. I've met people in my life who are wonderful people. They just uh, live in the trailer. But you've heard the term trailer trash. It's supposed to be. That's what these people in the White House are. They're thieves. They're crooks. They are traitors to our country. And... They don't really give a damn about their own family. <laughs> the Whitakers in uh, West Virginia are better than them. If you don't know who they are, look them up. They're the inbred family. Uh, but uh, I look at them above the Bidens in the, the way that these, these people have. I mean, this guy has used his family. Think about it. When you hear the, the uh, House committee on the one that Comer is judiciary, mm-hmm. when you hear the evidence they're getting against Biden and you realize that he set up corporations, these dummy corporations, in the names of his grandchildren. In the yeah. names of his grandchildren. So what does that mean, you say? That means that when the House of Cards comes down, if the grandchildren just signed a, a document to help Grandpa out some one day, they're screwed. They're going to be in trouble. They're going to they're be legally in trouble, these kids. And if they took money from Grandpa... For the uh, opportunity to use their name, they're going to be really in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. And and if you and if this guy loved his family, he would never put his family in jeopardy like this ever. Uh, this guy, I find it amazing that anybody supports him. Anybody, yeah. even the strongest Democrat who votes Democrat, no matter what, I would abstain from supporting this guy. But. Uh, we're we're in uh, confusing times. Speaking of uh, of representatives, I don't really heard about this. There's a guy named Santos uh, in Long Island. You, yeah, I know. Yeah, him. Well, they, yeah. they're trying, I don't know him personally, but yeah, yeah, they're trying to knock him out. Yesterday, this happened. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The form of the resolution is as follows. House Resolution 114 resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States, 
Representative George Santos be, and he hereby is, expelled from the House of Representatives. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Okay, and that's uh, Representative Garcia uh, putting a resolution on the floor to expel uh, Santos from Long Island. And here's what Santos said when he was cornered by reporters in the hallway. You all want a soundbite. This is the third time we're going through this. I don't care. I was sent here by the people of the 3rd District of New York. I represent them, not the political class in Washington, D.C. If they want to send me home, if they think this was a fair process, if they think this is how it should be done, and if they're confident that this is a constitutional way of doing it, God bless their is hearts. Is it inevitable? Have you spoken to your colleagues sorry. to get their support? I'm sorry? Have you spoken to your colleagues to get their support? No, I, I, I've never done it. This is the third time we've gone through this. I didn't do it the first time. I didn't, didn't do it the second time. not going to do it the third time. Why it's not whip not, some votes? Why it's, not not, it's not a good use of my time. Do you know what's a good use of all of our time? Is fixing the massive inflation in this country. Is fixing the issues we have in our border. I went to San Diego last week. It is terrible. Terrible. That's what we should be putting our energy on, not on censuring one another, expelling one another, witch hunts against pol- the political class. Nobody cares. If this building, if this city put the effort to fixing our country the same way that they put on expelling me, we'd be in a better place. But this place is littered in political theater, and the American people are the ones paying the price. Wow. That's Santos. I'm going to tell you something. He's only in for two years and he's already been in for about a year. And this is all uh, kabuki dance on the part of, of Garcia and other people. This is yeah. nonsense. He was being criticized because he embellished his resume. Okay. Okay. What politician has it embellished something about their background? Look at Joe. He's taking credit for everything. Oh, Trump God. Did. Oh, Biden is the embellisher in chief. He, yeah. He, so. He lied about his resume. I got a lot of Democratic friends out there, you know, and they worked at some pretty big markets in New York. I got one down in Florida that she started her career in New York. And how did she do it? Well, she boldly admits, I lied on my resume. It was all fake. And I wore a short skirt and I went in and I got the job. Wow. Okay. Wow. But wow. here she is. Well, I, I, a, you know, you know, is responsible for that. Uh, I, I blame the program manager for not following up. Checking the resume. All you have to do, I've been a program manager. All you have to do is pick up the resume of somebody you're interested in and make a few phone calls. Hi, uh, Jim Harrington here checking on uh, uh, so-and-so who used to work here. Think about hiring. What do you think? Well, yeah, you know, the other way to look at that is because she wouldn't have gotten through the door if she didn't do what she did. So that's tenacity. So you had to embellish things a little bit to get where it is. I'm not saying Joe has tenacity. He's not. But, you know, or intuitive, you know, creativity. You have to do something sometimes to break the barrier. If he embellished his resume, yeah. he's, not the, he's not the first to have done it. Yeah, he won't about, be the last. How about maybe what you should do is achieve things, honestly? Well, you, you should. Know? But I mean, uh, make, if, if you want to claim that something on your resume, then do it. Then, then actually, you know, uh, if you say you went to some place and did something, make sure you did it. You know, be honest about. It. I think, I think that yes, I think this guy should not have embellished his resume. Yes, I think he should be uh, scrutinized by his constituents in the next election because now they know that he embellished his resume. 
That being said, if he's in Congress and if he's doing a the good job, job he was, yeah, then if, that has to be taken into account. Absolutely, too. Bill. If he promised them that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and if he's done those things, he just said he was out in San Diego looking at the border and stuff like that, and it's it's a, a travesty. I would like to know where the Garcia went, the guy who put those. Uh, uh, well, and that's a good point. And here, here's the other point, too. When you look at how our country was founded and what's supposed to be there, they didn't want somebody with a degree. I'm sorry, I went to Harvard. I am entitled yeah, to have yeah, that position yeah, in the true. White House. You know. It was designed for Jimmy Ray Bob that uh, drives a tractor out in the field. He's going, you know, I don't like what's going on here. I'm going to run for And he gets up there in his dirty boots and jeans. And his wife goes, I wish you would have let me wash those first. But he gets up there and tells the story. And the people go, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they vote him in. And he rides his tractor to Washington. And you know, that's how it was, Bill, for most of our time in government. Most of our government was... Uh, it was a farmer representative. Initially, I don't know whether you're aware of this, They it would take three months for some people just to get to Washington. You know, if you lived out in uh, the Wisconsin and you had to go to Washington to be a representative, it wasn't a train ride early on. It was a oh, long wagon ride. That's why Kentucky's laid out the way it was. It was with that thought in mind that, you know, a politician – it might have to be a half day's walk to get to his constituents and then turn around and walk home. Mm -hmm. So they had to make sure their, their districts were kind of, you know, can you walk it in a half a day, go do what you got to do and get home by supper? You know, and because it was never meant for representatives to be in Congress for a lifetime career. It was not supposed to be that one way. or two terms. Exactly but, right. You know, you got lawyers that came in there. And they changed the t their handle from lawyers to politicians. Yep. And politicians is just a fancy word for I'm a crook. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that, that this is a distraction, this resolution to expel Santos. Uh, if I were in Congress, I would say, okay, he got through, he, he, he used an embellished resume. He shouldn't have done it. But if we check every resume of everybody in this Congress, we'd probably find things on their resume that they really didn't do anyway. So uh, he who has no sin cast the first stone. Okay. Well, that being said, I would leave him alone. I for this let him let him run now. Uh, he has to run in twenty twenty four. He admitted it too. I think when he confronted, he goes, he "Yeah, did. I did. He did. He did. Yeah." So. Okay, what's the, you know, I mean, how many people have been accused of something that they did? We know they did it. We got the proof. Oh, how about the well, president? I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, the president. Uh, yeah, uh, this one, Clinton. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, the standing what joke did, was, did, you know. Would say I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and he was famous for. Well, it all depends on your, what your definition, definition of is is. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. what a joke! Is it rated? <laughs> but you know, he hasn't changed his uh, his routine because I guess he still has a, a a woman in the neighborhood up there in Chappaqua who uh, comes down to uh, visit him on occasion. They call uh, her. I think they the. The, F, the Secret Service call her the Ever Ready Bunny or something like that because she just keeps oh, going geez. and going. And, Monica Lewinsky is in the news. Apparently she did some interview or did something. But anyway, she says she knows how to keep uh, politicians in check. 
She said, uh, it, it, and it doesn't take a cigar, by the way. She says what it is for, like, presidents, what you have to do is take away their get-out-of-jail card, and they can't, uh, they can't pardon themselves at the last minute, which I thought, okay, why are you saying this but now? How, how is that going to happen? They're not, they're not going to vote that into law? I mean, well, no, it's just like term limits. We all say, you know, we need term limits. Yeah. We kind of yeah. just mentioned that. No congressman is going to sit there. The law and, say it's a great idea. Oh, it's a oh, super great that's idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, see what yes. we can do to get this guy off the stage. <laughs> you know, and exactly. the Senate is the same way. No, it's got to be, you know, th- there ought to be a way, there probably is, and I just don't know it. There's got to be a way for Jim or I to bring a bill before the Congress that forces them to have to rule on it in a way that we can sit there and make it a public referendum to where they don't get a say in it. You know, you like to think so. You know, we have a new secret, sec, uh, Speaker of the House. New mm-hmm. Speaker of the House. And I've been waiting for uh, incredible uh, news to come out of Congress since he's been in office. And, I mean, other than the fact that he released the video, which was a big deal, although they haven't released all of it yet, he's you know he has announced he's going to for uh, January 6th. But I'm waiting for other, you know, really substantive things to happen, and I don't see it happening. I see, you know, and he's under attack now. I mean, they're doing everything they can to dismantle this guy. Now, if I were him, I would get every card I had on the table. Well, you know, I I think he's, I think he is a a decent guy, but I don't know whether he's overwhelmed or not with the position. He may be overwhelmed. He may be uh, swimming uh, above his, uh, his level. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, all I know is, for example, we talked about uh, the judge yesterday. Was it Chutkin who said uh, you cannot have the evidence from the uh, January 6th committee? And uh, I rule against that. Well, and I said, I said, how about maybe the speaker? We have a new yeah. speaker. How about he just turns around and says to uh, the people who want that evidence, uh, I'm giving it to you. Being that you need this and it's something which is uh, – important to your case, and we think it's an unjust case, uh, we are going to make it available to everybody, this information. And that way they can't say that they're being partisan, but just make it available so that these they don't have to go through a judge for a, a subpoena to get the evidence. Just give it out. Uh, hey, hey, look, if there's evidence out there, it needs to be presented. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Trump trial with uh, Letitia James, uh, there's a Dutch bank that uh, they bore witness to it, and it really probably should destroy the Letitia James uh, civil fraud case. Uh, But apparently an executive who worked uh, to approve at least one of Trump's loans testified on Tuesday that it is atypical but not entirely unusual to reduce a client's asset values and still approve a loan. And this type of lending is typical in high net worth. So it is something that happens, you know, a lot in these kind of situations. All I know is that Trump brought most of the uh, the big banks, representatives from the big banks, to his case to testify in his behalf. You know, Trump said when it came to uh, business loans, we paid them off early. We paid them off completely. Uh, the the lender was always satisfied and offered more business to us, and um, 
There was no victim in any of these situations. Nobody was hurt during that loan process. But that means nothing to the judiciary today because the judiciary, uh, the people like Chutkin and uh, the guy up in New York, uh, they don't seem to be honest uh, purveyors of justice. You know? Well, let me let me ask this question because they're trying to devalue everything that Trump had his hands on. You know, they're talking about Trump Towers, Mar-a-Lago, this and that, all these high-priced uh, places, and they're saying, ah, they're too valuable. They're, they're not worth what he was claiming. Yeah. Well, that be the case, then I would I would factor in that every piece of property in New York City is overvalued. And they need to devalue it immediately. Well, they're doing that now, call, though, Bill. They're doing it now because they're call back, call back the loans on everybody, and you know anything that the city has used for assets, Bill, got to call but, it back. But they're devaluing it by by bringing in all the illegals they're bringing into New York. They right. are changing the value of the properties. These hotels that used to be worth something because they were they were nice. Now they're filled with illegals. The value has diminished. They're doing it to themselves. Okay, these people are uh, these people who run the cities of New York. We're being governed for the most part in these cities by dumb people. Okay, I mean I I don't want to sound, but that's the truth. These people are not smart. You look at guys like Eric Adams and that clown uh, that was uh, what's his name before him, uh, who was just useless. And I can't even. I'm glad I can't think of his name because. I don't want to have him in the files of my mind. I mean, the guy's a, a numbskull. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but we have we, we have a situation where the the Chicago mayor yesterday, the mayor of Chicago, this new guy, I think his name is Johnson, he said um, uh, the reason why we have a problem with our economy and the, and the, and the, the illegals. And please, we, the illegals, he said, were the problem in Chicago, and it was caused by the conservatives, the Republicans. Yeah. I mean, you can't ah. be more blatantly stupid than that. Yeah, what do we have to do with it? Yeah. Anyway, I guess we're done for uh, for the show. I just looked at the clock on the wall. You know that clock on the wall that I have here? Uh, I don't see it. I just see you yeah. and uh, everything else yeah. in the background is a blur. I have a lake behind me. Yes, know, and so. it's very nice. Uh, yeah. he, he he went out last weekend and he he took a picture of a, a beautiful picture of uh, a Massachusetts lake, and it's just uh, it looks like it was done by a professional photographer, and I I mentioned it to him. He said, "No, I took that last weekend." He has it behind yeah. him as a, a background on his video feed. Uh, anyway, I should remind you if you want to contact us uh, if for any reason, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. And uh, is there jimandbill at mail.com, too? I'm getting confused. We have so many different ways to get a hold of us. We're also on Facebook, so give us a like if you go to It's Another Day on Facebook. Give us a like there. Share us with a friend. Share Please. Share podcast. That last part there, Bill, is so important to us. People don't realize this. You know, they listen to it and they like the show. We have, we have thousands of people listening every day all over the world. We would appreciate it if uh, if you have a friend who you think is like-minded and doesn't know of the show, if you would be so kind as to send them a link and say, hey, I know you think the same way. Uh, you may like these two guys. It will help us grow the show, and that's what it's all about, making the show more uh, well-known, more popular. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's all we want to do is we just And look. you know why? People listen for the darndest reason. They listen for our glorious personalities. They listen oh, yes. for the information that we get. We, I mean, we, oh, uh, and, you know, in our keen but, fashion sense that you can't see. Oh, oh, it's amazing. I look so dapper really. today. You do, too. You're, but you know yeah. it's really neat? That you will find nowhere else on any show, anywhere on the Internet, is the closing to our show. You're saying, wait, wait, the closing? What's so unique about the closing to our show? For that, I point to Mr. One Bill Knight. You're talking about those six famous words. Yes. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>